trusting the part of us that's been through a lot and actually is going to make it through. Mm-hmm. In a way, I think of soul essence as almost this deep, wise part of ourselves that has lived a lot, that has been through a lot. And when we tap into that and we're more aware of it and it becomes our internal compass, we stop getting lost in the thought loops of like, is this true? Is it not true? Hello, friends, and welcome to Curiously Wise. I'm Lauren Wittig. I'm your host, and I have Xander Hawes with me today. Xander is a licensed professional counselor and a psychic medium in Boulder, Colorado, a place I've always wanted to visit. Her professional work is centered on helping empaths and sensitive people heal themselves and connect with their soul essence in an embodied way. Outside of her work, you can find her communing with the plants in her garden, making herbal teas, or adventuring in the mountains near her home with her family. Welcome, Sandra. Thank you so much, Lauren, for having me. I'm so <laughs> glad to have you here. I'm just excited to talk to you. I have a ton of questions for you. <laughs> What's new? <laughs> so we're gonna we're gonna dive right in. You've got a psychology degree and you work with people spiritually. And I'm really curious how you bring those two together. They seem like a good match to me, but I have no psychology background. So Talk to us a little bit about that. Well, it's interesting because psychology is such a young field, right? Even some of the roots of psychology can be really, how do I say this, conflictual or (laughs) where psychology sort of grew out of in a way. But what I love is that throughout the world, there are so many ways that the terms and the theories and the metaphors in psychology have been ancient knowledge for lifetimes and lifetimes. And I think one of the easiest examples is as more and more people are looking in the psychology world, their families, right? Or a lot more people are using the word trauma, sometimes like little T trauma, right? Or big T trauma to kind of describe how our nervous system is kind of wired depending on our experiences. And you have different shamanic or more earth-based paganistic traditions around the world that have always had ways to describing trauma or they might say soul loss, right? Like in psychology, people will say, oh, I got really scared or upset and I dissociated. I kind of left my body or I wasn't there Mm -hmm. grounded. have shamanic traditions that will talk about doing soul retrievals because a piece of the soul leaves in order to remain safe. So there's really amazing as we start studying and seeing The ways that we describe sort of the nervous system or some of the ways emotionally that we go through difficult things, there are completely parallel ways that different spiritual cultures, again, have known this, especially a lot of indigenous knowledge has known this for a long time. And I think as you heard, or as you said in my bio, plants are such big medicine for Mm. that too. And it feels like in the psychology realm, there's a lot more around not just the mind, the somatic, the energy body, the nutrition right? Right. All kind of holistic sort of piece. So the intersection for me is not only the mental body, but definitely the physical body, the etheric body, the spiritual, all that kind of stuff, a lot more of a holistic place coming in. And even on a weekly basis, I'll have people reach out and say things like, yeah, you know, I'm having a spiritual awakening. I can sense things, I can see things, but I have so much anxiety that I don't know how to trust it. Right. So there's a way to be like, how do we run your energy body in a way where you can have that spiritual information, but you trust yourself, right? And you're grounded sort of in it. So it's a really cool intersection about how to work. Yeah. 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 It's it's fascinating. I kind of wish I had studied psychology in college. I'm anthropology, so I had the cultural understanding. So that's cool. Psychology seems like such a good 
match for this kind of healing work that is holistic. I love how you put that too, because it is mind, body, spirit, energy, all of its energy. I mean, we're electrical beings, right? If our heart doesn't have the right electrical charge, it stops. That's Mm -hmm. it. And that's one of the ways that I like to explain to people that everything is electricity. Everything is energy. Mm -hmm. And that's what's holding us together. And if it's what's holding us together, then why aren't we paying more attention to that? Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So it's fascinating to me how we're bringing in sort of the Western world education and reconnecting it back to this ancient wisdom and combining the two because they're very complementary. That's fascinating. One of the things that you mentioned in your bio is soul essence. So. What do you mean by that? How can you describe that for us? Oh, man. I love the term soul essence because, and again, I'm a weaver. I weave so many different traditions together and I'm so nerdy. I'm always studying, like trying to eat up like, oh, here's an overlap here. Here's an overlap. Mm-hmm. So you hear me kind of pull almost like I'm fishing. Yeah. <laughs> I caught being a jazz musician. I mean, Ooh, that's how I, I, that. I describe mine. It's kind of like being a jazz musician. You yeah. got all these things that you've learned and you just pull on which one works best in this moment. Oh, my God. That's such a good visual. I love that. <laughs> Definitely classier than fishing. I mean, I don't like fishing, so. <laughs> oh, man. Well, anyway, in terms of the soul essence piece, I sort of think of soul essence, and this is coming from my more so, I studied Buddhist psychology. So there's a lot, the roots that I have are very based off of Buddhism. And so Buddhism, most Buddhist traditions and Hindu and things like that talk about, even Einstein knew this, our energy is never created or destroyed. Mm-hmm. So where did it go, right? And so Buddhism takes the perspective and a lot of other religions or philosophies take the perspective that we have multiple lives in a way. And so what is that energy that is that inner light, that lighthouse, right? Like inside that core, we may call it chi, we might call it consciousness. There's this higher self wise soul part that is aware and it's lit up and it's kind and it comes through our emotions. It comes through our right temporal lobe is typically mm-hmm. where it lives as they're studying consciousness and mm-hmm. it's up from, but it's this brilliant energy of knowing this and it has such deep wisdom and nourishment and most people can tap into it when they let themselves feel joy there's this yeah. i have a lot going on but i trust it and i'm okay and i don't have to make a big of deal out of something or you know this is hard but i'll be okay there's this acknowledgement of our rooted sense of trusting the part of us that's been through a lot and actually is going to make it through mm-hmm. in a way i think of soul essence is almost this deep wise part of ourselves that has lived a lot that has been through a lot and when we tap into that and we're more aware of it and it becomes our internal compass mm-hmm. we stop getting lost in the thought loops of like is this true is it not true should starts getting out of our vocabulary oh, yeah. should i do this you know, mm. should- yeah i hate that word <laughs> yeah right there's this sense of like lack of worthiness that lack of trust and in buddhism i think the correlation to soul essence would be called basic goodness or brilliant sanity this brilliance mm. inside of us that regardless of the vessel that we choose that's very sacred once it's left right and we mm-hmm. out of it it's the part of us that continues to live on yeah in meditation once several number of years ago now I tapped into what you're describing and I didn't know what to call it because it was not something that I had consciously tapped into before. And I got this download of great wisdom and I started referring to her as just wise Lauren. Oh, 
because I didn't know what to call it, but it's the wise part of me. And now, of course, I tap into that a lot, especially when I'm working with clients or I'm working through something in my own life. But I hadn't connected it until just now that what I call wise Lauren is the same thing as soul essence. It's the same thing as higher being, higher self, whatever. I just happen to call it wise Lauren because she's so freaking wise. <laughs> I mean, so your podcast is called Curiously Wise, right? Yes. Yeah. But, well, you know, yeah. um, getting curious <laughs> creates wisdom. Yeah. That's sort of where that comes together. So I get wiser and wiser every one of these episodes that I do. It's great. <laughs> so how can you help people tap into that soul essence? Ooh, yeah, yeah. Well, I think something really amazing that you just said, right, is there are so many different words for it. And there are mm-hmm. so many different maps, right? Whether it's, I mean, I, energy healing is a tree in itself and all of these different mm-hmm. different traditions, different cultural influences. And so there, it, sometimes I feel like the left brain or even like the capitalistic structure in the United States is like, this is the way to do it, right? If you do this, you get this. And so mm-hmm. there's this push around people like, oh, I have to find the perfect thing. But it doesn't really happen like that. It happens mm-hmm. in layers of all of our different experiences. I feel like when we're younger, it's grass beer. And then you get older and you're like, yeah, just another grain of rice in the rice jar. Like, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> right. We'll learn from that and move on. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So I, the way that I teach is I think probably going to bring someone to their soul essence in the same way someone else might be creating a map that gets there. But depending, I always think, depending on our past lives, depending on our lives now and how we've learned how to take in information, how we process information, different maps are all going to lead us to wise Lauren, wise Zandra, highest self, soul essence. And so the way that I do it and the way that I've learned best is informed by psychology, energy healing, and spirituality. And so the way that I do it I have a few different layers of like what I teach, but I'm a really big believer that we start in the roots. And so there's a lot of folks, I tend to specialize in working with people that are very sensitive and empathic. And it's a lot about, I'm a really high spiritual energy. A lot of people come to me and they're like, I've had gifts my whole life, but I can't figure out how to get in my body. I can't Mm -hmm. figure out how to get in my roots so I can trust that information or there's a lot of folks that are like, I take on energy and I don't know how to let it go, right? I can't mm-hmm. be in big crowds or I don't have good boundaries because I'm scared that if I put boundaries down, someone else will hurt and then I'll feel it and then I'll feel worse. It's mm-hmm. a lot of things that I hear. Yeah. And so I have a particular map called root medicine where we go through and we learn very specific energy tools to really learn how to run the energy in the body differently so that you actually learn how to release energy. A lot of people will say like, I know I should let this go, but I don't know how. And I'm like, mm-hmm. this is how. This is how to actually energetically watch the thought leave your body with permission and curiosity and with a level of amusement, right? Because if we could like, oh, here's this thing I get stuck on, right? Versus, oh, I'm bad. Here I am again. Mm-hmm. Yeah. As you know, curiosity allows that to move faster. Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I always start in the body and there's a I have a one-to-one program where I work with folks, but so many people have reached out that I actually have a whole online kind of hybrid community program that's a little more affordable where people are doing the modules online, but we have community meetings every week and I work kind of in a group with folks to Mm -hmm. sort of more workable. But I would say the program, the meeting people love the most is the fourth meeting and we actually help that person tune in and find their, one of their spirit guides that actually Mm -hmm. in and helps them do energy healing work. Mm-hmm. that's kind of the beginning of how I help. And then as that person's running their energy more and more and kind of opening that psychic Wi-Fi station, yeah. then we 
going on field trips and things like that. Yeah. <laughs> Interesting. Most of my clientele is women who are on the verge of menopause or are going through and have passed it. Yeah. And we as a generation seem to carry a lot of trauma with us and we hold on to it really tight. <laughs> And when you get into this part of your life, 50s and 60s and 70s, your body, it really starts to show up in your body a lot Yeah, because your body will hold on to it. And if you're not paying attention, it gets louder and louder and you end up with an injury or some pain or something worse. And so I find that I always have to start with new clients in the body. Yep. Always, always, always. They're ungrounded. They don't know how to root themselves to the ground. They just don't know how to do that. Yeah. And so that's, it's interesting to me because that's always where I have to start with a new client is I start teaching them how to actually send tree roots down, essentially is how I describe it, into the earth and to let Mother Earth nurture us. We're a generation that weren't taught to nurture ourselves, that that was selfish. So it's interesting that you're hitting the people that are coming on board now. Yeah, I get more people that have actually been aware of this kind of stuff for quite a long time generally, but have never done anything with it, have never gotten any help around it. And so it's everything's just expressing physically. And we can clear so much shit so fast once we get them grounded and understanding how that energy works. It's really fascinating work, but I love how we each have every healer I know seems to have their own little niche of people that find them. I think a lot of it has to do with what our experience is and how we came to be where we are. Yeah. Because those are the things I can help people with the best. Yeah. You know? Right. You're like, I've been through it. I yeah. know. Right. So you can see people more deeply on that level. Yeah. Too. Yeah. Yeah. You can meet them in a way that isn't possible if you haven't gone through like the loss of a parent or dealing with that kind of thing. So. Yeah. Yeah. I definitely, my mother is really, really psychic, but like practical psychic. <laughs> well, that's <laughs> useful. <laughs> They're psychic. And when I was teaching this program, I was like, mom, do you want to learn the tools? And she was like, I guess. <laughs> we were talking about energy work and she was like, honey, I love this work. But she was like, when I was survived to be a woman back then, I had to really take on a lot more masculine identity than I felt comfortable being in kind of grit and not really take care of myself. She's like, that's kind of how we were programmed in a way because we were even we were at an energy conference and she had a stomach ache and I was like mom you know if you put your hand on your stomach and that was brand new to her of like my body's in pain I can energetically put my hand on my stomach and like actually do energy work she had no idea how to actually she was like really how how do you do that and I was like oh yeah like (laughs) this nourishment sort of piece right Uh, right it's like a lot of the folks that are in younger generations they've looked that stuff up on YouTube right or like I don't know what for sort of thing. The resources weren't there. Right. Yeah. We had no internet. (laughs) (laughs) Totally. It it came in just before my kids were born, basically. Right. So you had printed encyclopedias and whatever people were in your area. And did you dare ask them about something that was weird that you had no idea what it was? Mm -hmm. And then we were taught to be real stoic as women. Yep. Just suck it up and get on with it kind of thing. So, yeah. So it's interesting to me. I love that the younger people are coming in and wakening up faster than my generation did. And I love that they have the opportunity to not carry all this traumatic crap with them through the rest of their lives. They can do more good because they'll be less hurting. Yeah. Yeah. 
It's interesting diagnostically as well, like from the clinical sort of standpoint, how many kids are coming in identifying as on the spectrum, ADHD, neurodivergent, like there's all these sort of spectrum sort of energies that have to do with learning differently or processing energy differently. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Sort of in a way here too, but they're all so sensitive and they're yeah. all like, how do I run my energy? And they're all very psychic, but they've never felt empowered sort of in that in a way. Mm-hmm. It's, there's a sense of difference. So I'm also curious as more and more generations come in, I don't know necessarily, I can't say what's impacting those clinical diagnoses, whether mm-hmm. it's sort of parenting or generational or nutrition or things like that. But the younger generation is saying, I know what energy is and I don't know how to run mine. And they can yeah. directly say that versus having to push it down and just pretend it's not there and hurt for decades. Yes. <laughs> like we're not yeah. having resources. Yeah. Right. Right. Just hide it so that you can pass for normal. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <Right>? yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Diversity is good. I'm fascinated as I get really curious about who your clients are versus who my clients are just because I see so many connections yeah. and that even though I know the younger generation doesn't feel like it's better, I know from my place of wisdom, having lived six decades, that because they're coming into these gifts so early and because there is this support system like you and me and so many others, they're going to get moved through that difficult time so much faster (laughs) and with greater ease and better understanding of who they are and why they're here and what they can do for the world. And God, that's what we need. Yeah. I heard a lot of astrology people. I don't, my partner is an astrologist and I'm like, wow, that looks neat, but I have no idea what he's doing. Yeah, like, I, I, I have friends who know, so that's good. <laughs> they talk about, they're like, oh, these Aquarians are going to come in next year and blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, yay. <laughs> we'll, see what, we'll see what happens. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Let's talk a little bit about those folks that are coming online right now and how do they... So many of them don't know what's happening. I mean, you're right that a lot of them are going to YouTube, but I'm seeing my friend's grandchildren, particularly the granddaughters, who are five, seven, who have crazy gifts. Yeah. And the parents don't really know what to do with them. Yeah. The grandmothers do, which is good. (laughs) That's where my generation is coming into play. So as those kids move into their teen years and their young adulthood, hopefully they're going to get this, but maybe some of those are coming in now. They don't think about going to YouTube because they don't have the words to describe what they're experiencing. Yeah. So how can they figure it out? Maybe they'll listen to this or maybe their mother will listen to this. (laughs) Who knows? What's a good first step for somebody who is coming into their gifts? And like you said, they don't know what to do with the energy. They're Mm -hmm. feeling it. Maybe they don't. I know empaths often, because I have been one my whole life and didn't know it until, you know, 45. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but um, you're taking on so much of what's going on around you. Mm-hmm. And nobody taught me about shielding. Nobody taught me about letting go of energy. Nobody taught me how to clean that crap out of me. So I carried it for a long time and suffered a lot for it physically. But I learned so much. It's all in hindsight, it's all been a gift. I've learned so much and I'm who I am, where I am today because of it. So I'm grateful for it so much at the time it has been very useful. So for people who perhaps are like some of the millennials I know, because I have two, they came in sort of before my generation got real clear on this. And they're the ones that I see having a real problem with depression, anxiety. I know that my daughter knows she has gifts, but there's a resistance there because they didn't grow up with this. Yeah. 
Yeah. What's a good place for them to go or what's a good step for them to take Yeah. to find somebody? I mean, clearly if they're hearing this, they've found a route in, but <laughs> I don't yeah. know. It's interesting because one of the, so I guess going back a little bit, one of the reasons that I love this work and why I tend to, I went into psychology first and worked with teenagers mostly and young adults and things like that. No, it's mm-hmm. quite a little bit of a bigger range there, but is because as a teenager, I had a experience where there were ghosts always in my house, TV, doors would slam, like mm. just that kind of stuff, paranormal, it would happen in the house. But I actually had an experience where I lost control of my body and like a spirit invaded my space. Ooh. So similar how you talk about like, who really hard experiences, but really catapulted you into work, right? Yes. Or like yeah. healing yourself. That was my experience at it's like 15, 16, something mm-hmm. like that. And so my mom took me to a psychotherapist and she took me to a psychic medium. And guess Uh, what direction we went, right? We went to the practical psychic. (laughs) We went to the psychic medium. And so she started taking me to these things. But the tricky part is, especially for kids that are teenagers around that time period, even young adults, there's so much emphasis on individuating from the family Mm -hmm. system. And there's so much emphasis on wanting to belong. And so it is tricky as a teenager, when you have sort of these gifts, because it's so easy to feel isolated by them because no one's talking about them. So you're like, here's this thing that I have that's a weakness that I have to hide because it doesn't allow me to feel like I belong. Mm-hmm. And that they're old enough where they're not looking to parents. Like if you start modeling that behavior when they're 16 or 17, it's almost too late. Yeah. If they, they love you, but you're not necessarily their number one mentor. Right. Yeah. And even, so a lot of parents are picking up and doing the work and changing their energy. And of course, that impacts the household. But the teenagers looking beyond you and mm-hmm. that the earlier that the parents go, oh, I have to ground myself. Mm-hmm. Oh, I have to run my energy because kids. Right. They match that parental energy of safety. They match mm-hmm. that energy. So when I do like psychic conferences, I'll have the five or six. I've done readings for five, six, seven-year-olds. It's cute. Oh, well, wow. Well, your past lives, I'll be like, yeah, yeah. tell me yeah. about that. Like it's, <laughs> parents are like, yeah, they're pushing us to learn. And so there is something yeah. contractually around a parent. When you bring a kiddo in, you are contracting to learn from them. They're going to push oh, yeah. in so many ways. Yes, yes. So the more parents can go, oh, I have a really sensitive kid. They pick up on a lot of energy. I'm also probably sensitive. Parents start realizing that they're sensitive, but they pushed it down. There's a genetic piece to that a little bit too. So the more that parents are able to start learning how to run their energy, the more they create space for that kid to have permission to let energy go. Mm-hmm. Start creating that kind of psychic connection with the kid of like, my nervous system's grounded. Here's how you can ground yours mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. in a way. But once they get into teenager mode, it's unfortunately in some way it's, their journey to decide, do I want to put this on a shelf for several years because belonging is more important to me right now? Or am I okay with allowing these gifts to unfold? Because the timing is really important there for Mm -hmm. kids. You can't push people. I've seen so many parents be like, fix my kid. And they put them in psychotherapy and I'll be like, do you really want to be here? And they're like, no, my mom can't handle me. And so that's why I'm here. Mm-hmm. So pushing kids to be someplace that they're not is tricky. And sometimes kids aren't willing to say yes to those things until they're more so in their mid-20s, even 30s, where yeah. they're like, 
oh, I had this and it wasn't safe enough because of my environment to open it up. And now I feel resourced enough to do it. Truly. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. That makes a lot of sense. I think that's very good advice. (laughs) I know that I learned a ton from my kids, a ton from my kids. I think every parent does. It's part of the process because they don't come with a guidebook. So you got to figure it out, you know? (laughs) And just the parallel for me was that I didn't know that I had asthma until my 18 month old was diagnosed with asthma. Wow. And I had just thought I was weak or I didn't exercise enough. And so I'd get short of breath. It was a miraculous discovery. And I discovered it because of my son's health issues. And I was determined to get him help. I wasn't going to sit there and go, oh, maybe he's just, he's 18 months old, but his heart doesn't work as good as it should or something. No. (laughs) When your baby can't breathe, you see somebody, you do something about it. And actually he's the one that led me into alternative health because I ended up taking him to a Chinese doctor who did acupuncture and herbs and turned things around so dramatically. So my little 18 month old who couldn't breathe set me on this path. You're talking about big stuff around how our kids are mirrors, right? Yes. And also these huge catalysts, because you're saying part of the jump into alternative medicine or holistic, right? Or that stuff was oh, I need to find help. Same with my mother, right? Yes. I need to bring her to a psychic. We've yeah, never yeah. Psychic, right? It's and all like, of a sudden, we kind of go into it. Right. <laughs> I, they wanted to put my 18-month-old on this really powerful drug that mm. side effects were learning disabilities and all this other stuff. And I was like, no, that's enough. There's got to be another way. Yeah. The universe yep. just magically, as it does, brought me Dr. Wu. <laughs> And he was very well trained. He was a consultant at the NIH. I mean, so like I could not have asked for a more appropriate person. And he helped my son and then he helped me too. So, I mean, it was, I love to look back at the synchronicities of how things worked to take care of what needed to be taken care of, but also to lead me or lead us to our places that we're in at the moment. And I'm always looking for, okay, what's next one? (laughs) (laughs) So, yeah, it is interesting. And you had, we're lucky to have a mom who's like, okay, psychotherapy and psych. Let's see which one she needs and they'll look what you're doing. So you do do mediumship, right? I do. Yeah, that is. Okay. So biggest. Explain that. Explain what mediumship is. I know, but. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So. I feel like the three big terms people hear are intuition, psychic, and mediumship. Those are kind of the three sort of umbrella ones. And Mm -hmm. how I understand the difference in myself and how I teach it is that intuition usually is in the body, right? The gut feeling, Mm -hmm. that sort of knowing, but it's very, very (laughs) eye-based typically. Mm -hmm. It's like, oh, I got an intuitive hit about what I should do or this situation Mm -hmm. versus psychic is a little bit more like a Wi-Fi station on the top of your head where you're like, ooh, let me look at this. Sort of let me look at that. But right, it's a little <laughs> bit more out of the body sort mm-hmm. of in a way. Definitely, again, I always, I always say Wi-Fi station. <laughs> I like that. I like that. Somebody yeah. told me that I always look up to the right when I'm listening for that yeah. external yeah. information. <laughs> and where you look eye pattern-wise also shows where the part of your brain lights up as uh-huh. well. I pattern and things. So it'd be interesting where you look, like what part is lighting up in terms yeah. of, I'm going to have to look that yeah. up. Yeah. And then I think of mediumship for me, it's interesting. It's the one thing I do really well, but I don't teach it because I haven't developed a map for how yet, we'll throw that out there to my guides. Maybe they'll challenge me mm-hmm. with it. I haven't developed 
an easy map yet for people to access it. it. It's through my Wi-Fi station, but it's just something beings have appeared to me my whole life. I would see people standing in corners. I have a lot of the clear audience kind of stuff where I can mm. hear people pretty well. And so mediumship has always been almost like a walkie-talkie kind of a thing, sort of for me. And my definition of mediumship in a way is being able to communicate with things in different dimensional spheres, right? So the mm. fact matter of like there are different animals that have different abilities to tune into certain energy fields whether it's i think i can't remember if deer are a lot of this but like butterflies and bees right they see ultraviolet light they can Mm -hmm. see different lighter energies that we can't time runs differently for different beings because of how they process sort of energy and so for me it's almost like taking a walkie-talkie and being able to click into these different sort of dimensional spaces where energy is running differently and being mm-hmm. able to oftentimes communicate with other spirits. A lot of times I communicate with me in the future and me in the past to do a lot of healing. Oh, work. wow. Me in the future. That's cool. <laughs> yeah. Well, I wonder if you have this perspective too, because me in the future is my spirit guide now and me now is my spirit guide for me in the past. So I am constantly when something happens in the present and I'm like, oh man, I wanted this. Or like, ooh, this would be a really beautiful thing. I pause and I take a mental picture of the feeling and I send it backwards, almost like a text or almost like a letter to my previous sort of past self and say, almost like a breadcrumb and say like, hey, it's going to be okay. And Mm -hmm. it's interesting as I've started doing that, I remember memories where I'd be really sad and then I would feel this golden kind of hug energy. And it used to piss me off as a teenager because it (laughs) I was like, I'm sad. Why do I just cry? And now, like, I'm okay. Like, it was, I used to get mad because I was like, I, I want to be in my depression, but I never mm-hmm. sat there long enough because there was always this magical, mm. old, trusting feeling that everything would be okay. And then I started doing this for a few years. And then I was like, oh my God, that was me from the future being like, hey, I this never is thought about this is going to be okay. <laughs> well, I got to start doing that. <laughs> yeah, it's sweet, right? Like, you're yeah. like, now can really guide us then on like a quantum level yeah well and yeah and i mean when you start talking quantum you can shift timelines and you can shift experiences and that right there heals Mm because if you can nip that trauma in the bud or you can send back it is going to be okay you don't need to freak out you're going to be fine that would yeah that would have served me well. I probably did at times. I don't really, you know, I don't remember, but yeah, no, I love that. It's something I'm going to bring into my practice. I love that idea. It's such a sweet thing to do. Well, it sounds like you're doing that now too around like the wise Lauren, right? You're like, I click into Eric sometimes or I bring her in with practice and stuff. Mm -hmm. Sometimes we don't know the future, but to just connect with our future selves and say, hey, I really need a hug right now. I don't need to know how it turns out, but just remind me to trust. Just remind me it's going to be okay to really just get that soul hello. I call it in a way from our future selves. It's magic. That's crazy. Good. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Good. I'm learning stuff. (laughs) This is where curiosity is good. I hadn't really intended to talk about your mediumship, but it's like, that's just really, of course that I get guided on that stuff too. So, (laughs) oh my goodness. Well, this has been really, really fun (laughs) to talk with you. I have learned a lot, which is awesome. I appreciate that. This is why I do this because I'm a lifelong learner, but I like learning from other people rather than books. So yeah, yeah. part of your jazziness. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
I know I can't remember when I came up with that metaphor, but it just works perfectly for me because it's like, oh, today I'm going to do a little Reiki and we're going to do a little past life work and we're going to, oh, look, somebody came and they want to talk to you. And, you know, it's like, yeah. oh, I love it. <laughs> Whatever shows up. So we're going to turn to the rapid fire questions. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. Just for fun. Whatever <laughs> comes first is fine. It's good. Who is or was the wisest person in your life? You know, it's, there are two beings that I work with. They both have a body. <laughs> They're still alive in this life, but there are two different teachers that I love and I work with them kind of on like a telepathic basis, sort of like in a way they'll mm -hmm. I'll be like working on something and I'll be like, huh, what do you think of this? Or what do you think of that? But one of them is named Mary Bell and she ran the Psychic Horizon Center in Boulder, Colorado for 30 or 40 years. She retired last year and just really, really amazing. She really brought in the like before working with her, I didn't really understand how impactful amusement is. Like when someone would say mm. be used to me, that meant bypassing. It meant like not taking something seriously, right? Or not being grounded or earthy enough. And she would say like, go make some trouble, play, be amused, right? Like there was just this level of lightness where she would say, rather than being hard on yourself, can you be amused and playful around like, oh, there I do that again. Yeah. Oh, I need to take that on. And so she really brought that word alive for me, hmm. and it's been such medicine. It's been such yeah. medicine when something gets kicked up that's old in my system. How can I be amused and sweet and like with grace, right? And bring that in. Mm -hmm. So that's been, she's been a really wise teacher to me. And another person who's been teaching also for 30 or 40 years as well, his name is Michael Tamura. And mm -hmm. he is also a psychic medium teacher. And I work a lot, again, one on one with him sort of in my headspace. And every time I talk with him, he's laughing. Like he laughs before he responds in a way. And I tend to be a verbal processor. I have so many words up there that come shooting out and he's like, <laughs> give me like a four or five word answer and it's perfect. <laughs> in a way. And so both of them are really kind, spiritual teachers that I've worked with in person, but also we, just, we have a deeper Connection in a way, Michael Tamora talks about when we sleep, a lot of us go and we learn different spiritual classes on the astral plane and stuff. And I'm definitely in both of their classes. <laughs> yeah. 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 Nice. It's lovely that they're still here with you too. It's I not know. that we can't like get communication from the ones that have passed over, but it's yeah. nice to have them in your life, actually in your life totally. for a while. So, yeah. yeah. So what's your favorite self-care practice? Ooh. So as dorky as this sounds, I think it's like ridiculously simple. But when you were talking about how like a lot of women in the older generations don't have a lot of self-care, like when someone says, oh, I'm going to go take care of myself. A lot of people have the idea of what that is, but they don't know what it really means. Mm -hmm. And I tend to, my background is being from Minnesota, a lot of like Nordic Germanic like grit mentality mm -hmm. like resting is like still doing chores basically right. like, yeah yeah, yeah it's just like not working in that way right. but yeah so for me I am like an overactivator. I have a lot of quick start energy so anything self-care related is literally moving at a turtle pace it is where I grab a bunch of blankets and I literally make like a nest on the floor and I call it starfish time Mm. where like starfish on the ground and I breathe and I just let my nervous system pause. And that's actually, it's pretty difficult for me, but it's absolutely 
nourishing because I get so much joy out of creation. I have a lot of Sagittarius kind of love fire energy mm-hmm. <laughs> to ground and earth and self-care and actually feel into what rest actually means when you let tension out of the body, when you go, oh, can I let my jaw do that? Like it's it's pretty tricky for me as an overactivator to do yeah. that kind of work. So that's the most nourishing. It's tricky, but it's incredibly beneficial for me. I love that. I am married to a man with a German background and a New England, you know, goody yeah. background, which is great. I've learned a lot from him, but <laughs> he never stops. <laughs> you know? yeah. yeah. And I'm one of those that goes, okay, I need to sit still for a while. You know? so, yeah. It's it's an interesting dynamic that comes up in our household, but it's, yeah. It's, so I understand how hard it can be to stop if that's not in your DNA. Mm-hmm. You know, that's not what happens. I've watched him try to learn to rest because he's running and doing all kinds of other things now that really tire his body out. And his mind is going, I should be doing this. I should be doing that. And learning just to kind of Mm -hmm. take at least a few minutes to recover. (laughs) So yeah, yeah, interesting. Okay. I love the starfish because it's like lying on the floor of the the ocean. (laughs) I totally get that. (laughs) Well, and if you're fire too, water is a great juxtaposition for that energy. So nice balance there. What lights you up when you're feeling down? One of my favorite simple, again, this may be sounding kind of ridiculous, but whenever I'm down and I get really into like my muggle, like human, like everything's bad, right? Like I see myself, I'll be driving and I'll be like, that person didn't use their blinker, right? Like like, grumpy, like (laughs) whatever it is, like there's an energy, right? I'm running kind of like a dark, dark blue or something that's Mm -hmm. just sort of in a way. (laughs) I've told my guides, if you could please send me like a psychic text message that says, psst, your soul, just just remember your soul. Like there's a there's a really cool reminder of like, oh yeah, like I'm a soul, like I'm learning, like mm-hmm. okay, like my body is the sacred thing, my emotions are sacred things, but I'm not those things at the same time. Like there's a lot of pieces here. Mm-hmm. So when I remember that I'm a soul when I'm down, I'm like, oh, you're a soul. It's okay. You have permission, right? right. You're learning, like it's going to get better. For some reason, reminding myself of that soul essence or that sort of light of like, hey, like you've gone through a lot of things. And I think a lot of people have that as they get older. They're Mm -hmm. softening around like when you've gone through so many things, there's a little bit more trust that develops over and over about being able to handle things. Yeah. Um, There's definitely a wisdom that comes with that much experience and the distance from it to see it in a different light than when you're in the midst of it. Totally. Yeah, totally. I can speak to that (laughs) personally. All right. And the last one, your favorite mantra or affirmation? For the longest time, for several, several years, especially building businesses, like over and over, there is so much on the marketing automation, like always Mm. behind with technology and all of that kind of stuff that I would be like, guys, what do I need to do? Or there's this like, how do I keep pushing forward with this behind feeling? And one of the things they would say over and over is like, you just have to hold your frequency. You just have to hold your Mm -hmm. frequency. And it took a while and they'd always show me a picture of a lighthouse. And it took me a while to understand that by knowing who I am, like by staying connected to me, it runs a really high frequency Mm -hmm. and it allows people, the things I'm working with to also run at that frequency. And it's a whole other way of seeing and operating 
a business instead of this graspy, anxious, like poverty mentality. It's like, oh, I have everything that I need. Mm -hmm. And I just have to be able to hold that truth and frequency and everything softens. Everything becomes easier. Mm -hmm. I don't worry about certain things. And so I use it in every sphere of my life, not just the business world, but definitely like you just have to hold your frequency. You just have to do that energy work in yourselves and it gives permission. It brings a healing frequency to everything that you do. Yeah. 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 That's nice. Oh, yeah. I love that. Yeah. yeah. I tell some of my clients, all you have to do is be the light, which is the same thing. Uh, you know, yep. Just exactly. hold the frequency. Just be the light. You don't have to yep. do another thing. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I love that. That's great. Okay. Can you tell the listeners where to find you online? Yeah, absolutely. So as of today, I think in like a few hours, my whole website is going to be redone, which I'm Yay. so excited about. <laughs> oh my God. It's got like moving glitter in the background. I, oh, I'm going to have to go look. Woo. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm on all of the social media pieces, but my website is soulessencewellnesscenter.com. And then on Instagram, TikTok, Pinterest, it's Soul Essence. And then I also have a podcast where I geek out on psychology topics and kind of weave in like, how do you work with doubt from the psychology perspective mm. or energy perspective or that kind of stuff. So that's also, it's all the same name, Solescence Center, yeah. Solescence Wellness Center. Good. All right. Yeah. Good. And we will have all of those links in the show notes. So if you want to go find her and you don't remember what the name of is, just go look at the show notes and you can click right through. <laughs> Make it easy. All right. Well, I just want to say this has been a lot of fun and very illuminating to talk to you today. I just love your energy. It's just so fun to play in it with you. So I hope that everybody gets some of the same wisdom or some of their own wisdom from this. And maybe we'll have to have you back. <laughs> Come play with always, me some more. I was going to say, I will always be in your jazz ensemble, Lauren. All right. <laughs> All right. So I want to thank the listeners for being here today too. And I hope that you'll come back next week. Every Tuesday, we release a brand new episode. Sometimes we have fabulous, beautiful, marvelous guests. And sometimes it's just me. You can pick and choose. Um, but it's always something that's gotten my curiosity inspired. So I hope to see you next time. Xander, thank you for being here. Thank you, Lauren. <laughs> Take care. <laughs> Thank you so much for joining us today on Curiously Wise. If you enjoyed this episode, please be sure to subscribe so you don't miss future fabulous conversations. And if you had any ahas, please share them in a review on Apple Podcasts so we can continue to pay forward the unique wisdom we all have. If you want to know more about me or my intuitive energy healing practice, Heartlight Wellness, please head over to my website, www.heartlightjoy.com. Curiously Wise is a team effort. I am grateful for the skill and enthusiasm Arlene Membrot, our producer, and Sam Wittig, our audio engineer, bring to this collaboration. Our music is Where the Light Is by Lemon Music Studio. I'm Lauren Wittig. Please join me again next week for another episode of Curiously Wise. From my heart to yours, may your life be filled with love, light, joy, and of course, curiosity. <laughs>